for joining us for another intriguing edition of the Stack Pack. Perhaps you can help solve a mystery. What's up, guys? Oh, that's going to be a good one. Stack Pack. Is it? Diabolical Minds. This Diabolical is a mind. stacked Stack Pack, if you will. Yeah, so today we're covering Season 4, Episode 23. Yeah, um, on the streaming version of the robert stack original hosted robert stack hosted original unsolved mysteries um and it's uh yeah it's it's weird it's like it's supposed to be a a special presentation but what's weird about it is like um at the beginning we very quickly found out that there's one case that there's uh just that's not in in there it's in the beginning and it's (laughs) yeah it's just not there he pulls the old switch what, what is it the bait and switch well well We've seen this the old bait and switch. You think you're getting a con job, but instead you're just getting dictatorship and genocide. Also, what what is that? Does, does that Munchausen by yeah. proxy? I don't even think they say serial killers. They don't say they Munchausen. don't say serial they don't killer. Have a name for it. I was thinking about it. When was serial killer? Like when was that term first? Like in the 80s for sure. Sev- late 70s. So this early, is yeah. I wonder maybe it just they. they Maybe they did like a study and they're like, ooh, nobody really likes that word. Let's not use it. I really feel like they just really wanted to uh, just um, focus on psychopaths, diabolical. That's kind of where they were going, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They What they were doing is they really just wanted to like beat into our heads the idea of the two words diabolical minds because they say it every five seconds. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're focusing on psychopaths and sociopaths, and they have a bunch of experts talk to us. And there's a lot of fat in this episode, so we're, we're just going to try to get to the the meat. <laughs> Aw, those guys weren't that big. <laughs> well, there was, was that one joke. guy with the frizzy, the bald Don't guy fat with shame. the frizzy hair. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm not. I want to be Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Don't be fat shaming. <laughs> that disc she gave to. Oh. That that disc she gave to the president slapped as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so they talk about so like I said, sociopaths, and they want to tell you know they want they're like let's get into the mind of a psycho. So they talk about people like uh, John Wayne Gacy, who you know, was they like wanted a, to talk to a psycho. They should have called my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I get in love with my mother-in-law. Great. <laughs> I love my I love my mother-in-law. <laughs> She See, might do this. He admit it. He admit it. <laughs> he loves his mother in law. <laughs> You've seen that, right? I, I think you no. should leave. You never seen I Think You Should Leave on No. On Netflix, the sketch show? Stinky. Mm-mm. I don't think I've seen Dude, them all. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're <laughs> talking about. You probably love your mother in law. <laughs> See, he admit it. He admit it. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen the show in its entirety, but I've seen Dude, sketches here and there. My it, favorite one—it has—it has insane rewatchability. Like, like my favorite one is the one where he he goes to the is is this might have been that other special, but he, where he goes to the um, the gun store <laughs> and he tries to buy a gun. Like, well, yeah. well, well. Yeah, that well, was his episode well, of characters. Well. Yeah, Tim yeah. Robinson's hilarious. Yeah, Paint so job, man, paint job. <laughs> So they talk about they talk about um, John Wayne Gacy and how he was like he hung out with cops and then he and then he like raped boys and murdered boys and stuff and then they talk about um, 
Ted Bundy, who was, you know, everybody knows the co-ed killer, Ted Bundy, how suave and good-looking he was, and Robert Stack's like, uh, Robert Stack's like, oh, yeah, um, you know, when you think of psychopaths, you think of old-timey movies, blah, 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 but most psychopaths are Ted Bundy, and they look normal, you know, yeah. we know, we know. Did you watch, did you watch that uh, Ted Bundy, like, biopic that where, what's his name? Um, Zach Efron plays him. It's surprisingly, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, he's so handsome. Yeah, he's way too good. Look, oh, he's man. like so tanned and buff. Like, it's like yeah, Ted Ted Bundy was like sort of like charming for a fucking serial killer, but like he was, he's not Zach Efron. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't know Ted Bundy was a wildcat. He did. Yeah, he went to and, East uh, High. God, you're too old for High School Musical references. Like, too old is in like. <laughs> You were way too gro- you were way too old when that was a thing. Do people know what that is? I only know it because of this fucker. Do people know where Zac Efron came from? Yeah, I'm sure. He came from definitely. Gats to he came from Neighbors with Seth Rogen. <laughs> um, yeah, he plays Ted Bundy. Uh, what's it called? Um, My f- no, no, that's not it. Extremely vile, something like that. It, yeah, it's actually it's it's really good. It, it, I mean. It doesn't. Once. Sh- it doesn't show you any murder. It's really from the perspective of Ted Bundy's girlfriend, and then it shows him like representing himself and being all charming. But yeah, it it kind of it, it's like a movie that like Ted Bundy would probably like that movie about himself. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's uh, Ted Bundy approved. Yeah, but yeah, Ted Bundy is another person who sucks ass. And then they talk about Hitler and how Hitler. Um, they talk about how a lot of so- psychopaths didn't have attention as kids and then they show a bunch of pictures of hitler as a kid and baby hitler yeah they show baby hitler <laughs> it was weird it's so awkward seeing a five-year-old with a little push broom mustache yeah he's, he's, well they show like an actual little baby and he does still have the mustache yes no. so what are your thoughts on going back in time do you think it's perfectly okay to kill baby hitler? and killing baby hitler yeah maybe well i don't know if you ever read Eleven twenty two sixty three by Stephen King, where they find a portal to like nineteen sixty two, and he's like, yeah. "I'm just going to hang out here for two years and stop Kennedy from getting killed." Well, when they finally succeed, it's not the happy place that they think it's going to be when they come back. It's uh, so I don't know. Maybe who knows? <clears throat> like <clears throat> killing Hitler could set off a butterfly effect of uh, you would catastrophic need- proportions. You know, you would need to time travel like back to the future style to where you could like pick and choose we just dan and i watched the back to the future the trilogy. trilogy this past week it's so, like my favorite so we're primed and <laughs> I, and the first season of the cartoon we watched a I couple episodes of the cartoon this blu-ray i had i didn't know it had all three all two seasons of the back to the future what? cartoon oh does it oh that's great <laughs> my favorite part is when he tries to bang his mom <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird favorite part. Yeah. No, so good. technically, Marty made himself. Um, what's who's that comedian? That really funny uh, John Mahoney is that his name? John no. Mulaney. John Mulaney. John, you know that John Mahoney? <laughs> he says <laughs> where he's like, imagine trying to sell that movie. It's like, oh, so what does he go back in time and stop some horrible crime? No, actually. That's way better now that you mentioned it. Well, what he, what we had him do was, it's kind of funny now. Was, you know, he goes back in time and he he tries to fuck his mom. <laughs> That's not how it goes. But yeah, it's funny. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite Back to the Future movie? What's your um, ranking? Pro- what's your ranking? Two, one, three. 
Really? Yeah. That would have been that would have been my as a child that was my my ranking, but now I have to go one, three, two. Yeah. Sure. Well, okay. Because three is a, two, three, one. Three is a really good movie. I'm 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 like oh Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Eastwood. One of those knockays. It just Man, holds up so much better. Accent. Yeah, so there's a little rough. There's a, oh, <laughs> I'm Seamus McFly. McFly. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, you're right. Hey, you're, you you're know safe what, and sound on McFly Ranch. You're you're right though. <laughs> I I have I have stuck with my ranking as a kid. I just love nostalgia, and it just number number two reminds me of. I just thought it was awesome. It's the most like back the to the future, back to the future movie because they go to the future and the past. So yeah. you, wait, All remind right. me, what did you say? I, I know we're, we're on this back to the future tangent, but you, you said as an adult, one, three, two. Yeah. Uh, That's what I think. I'm going to have to go back. Cause one is a solid movie and two is pretty much a retread, even though they do go to the future. It's just like the the overarching plot isn't like as epic as like oh I won't exist. It's just like oh like I'm gonna have like a midlife crisis. I got to stop myself from having a midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> and then the I third one is a, it's more original. You know, it's like like I mean the end of two where he gets the letter from 1885 is such an exciting. Oh, that's like, great, yeah. right? I, and, you didn't think you'd be here. And, and it had been so long. I've been like, I was like, damn. I was like, the, the DeLorean's gone. How do they get the DeLorean back? And like, what? And I was like, I'm excited to see the third one after all these years. You know, it'd been a while. Yeah. So you know, remind me again, speaking, Doc Brown hides it in a mine, right? And he tells him to go get it. Yeah, he hides it in a yeah. mine cavern next to a cemetery, which is kind of weird. Oh yeah, it, it's it's like in a fucking mausoleum or something, or is it? A, is it a mine? I don't know. No, it's it's like literally like because he's like, oh, like we need to do some blasting, and then they the next cut is them blowing up a fucking like mound of rocks next to a cemetery with Marty hiding <laughs> behind a fucking tombstone. Yeah, that happens yeah. to be Doc Brown. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, I got to go back and rewatch that then. I love those. They're movies. all on Netflix. Yeah, they're good. So good. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Another pause. You mentioned remind me, <laughs> remind me again. I only watched that Stephen King book with James Franco on on TV on Hulu. <laughs> remind me again. So he actually succeeds, right? He stops the assassination, but he goes back, and it's like the world's like wh- fucked, like complete chaos, like women run everything no 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 <laughs> men are subservient dogs they go into de- i've never read the book either but they go into a little detail about like what happened and what this led to and like like oh like i think the the war with the soviets actually happened and or i don't know i forget what happened but it's like complete like apocalypse. so then what does he do does he go back yeah he just goes and- he just goes back through the wormhole and just kind of resets everything and he's just like fuck it Actually, he ends up being the one that pulls the trigger. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm. That, no. that would have been a cool. Okay, so that's all. Now we can talk about. <laughs> yeah, so Hitler. Um, yeah, and then they talk about Saddam Hussein, and they go into a little bit about how he grew up um, in an impoverished village and had to steal to feed his family. And then in the 60s and 70s, as a military, military leader, he tortured and murdered thousands. And then everyone was so scared of him, he just kind of asked for power, and they gave it to him. Yeah, that was crazy. So once he becomes president, he fucking kills half of the people that work for him, and and they tell this scary story about how, like... um, um, Story. 
So when they were at war, one of his people, like he wanted real suggestions and somebody suggested he might just pretend, um, to like not be in power. So the war ends and they had this dude arrested and then the wife pleaded for him for for Saddam to return her husband. And, um, he returned her husband in pieces in a bag in like a bag. Yeah. Dude, that is crazy. I had never yeah, heard that Saddam's story. Such a poser. He's such a dipshit. He probably, he probably liked gangster movies. He was one sick <laughs> sadistic movies. fuck. Yeah. I, so, I like how the so story the, ends. Yeah, what? Well, well, I mean, in, in Unsolved Mysteries, like, Robert Sack's like, no one really knows whatever happened to old crazy Saddam. No, no, the, he, what he says, I mean, we know where he is. They just say, like, it, you know, what, like, the end of his story, like, we don't know what his fate will be. Oh, we know. Update. Now we know. Oh, we do know. Update. Um. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Google it. <laughs> Shock and awe. Um, Actually, that's what started it all. Yeah. So the next diabolical mind, uh, we're going to be talking about this family. And uh, this one's crazy, guys. Um, I mean, when when they show the family photo, you're just like, oh, like this is a perfect, wholesome, all-American family. Frank and Marie Hilly, they had two kids. Carol's 11. Mike's 18. She, uh, everyone in the neighborhood said she's a good mother. She's real sweet. Um, and Mike started, said he started getting yeah. really sick when he was about 18 real, years real old. Real, real sweet. Um, he Mike's the son. Yeah, he started getting stomach problems. And this was three months after his mom Gluten. took out a $20,000 life insurance policy on Which him. Which isn't a lot of money right now. No, but How much then, was that back then, you think? Uh, what year was this? So life, so yeah, twenty thousand dollars doesn't seem like that much, but back then it was a pretty hefty amount. Um, and so he he has these unexplicable uh, stomach pains that go away once he goes to college. No problem, he's totally fine. They just totally disappear. <laughs> I'm cured. And then his dad starts to get sick. Uh, we see a pattern, guys. Well, no one fucking else did for a long time, so uh, let us continue. What I was confused <laughs> about was did the did the sickness in the dad start before she was caught banging the dude? I think so. I think so. So she was I, I, already I starting what, I to poison I think that's when him. it ramped up. Um, so yeah, dad's wonder, sick. The doctors had no um, ex- explanation. They didn't know what the hell was going on. I wonder... If she started po- poisoning him when she started the affair, possibly because only, and then he only caught her, and then it got worse. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know the exact timeline. We just know that Mike says that his dad uh, told him to come over, and his dad sat him down and said that like your mom's been cheating on me, and he was pretty sure that his dad was going to leave his mom, but his mom wouldn't like stand for that. She had a reputation, and you know that would have been that that'd be ungodly. Coitins. Yeah. It, oh yeah. It, Ungodly. It wouldn't be cool to be a divorce. You know what else is a sin in the Bible? Moida. Mur- Banging another dude that you're not married to. Poisoning your <laughs> fucking children. Also, <laughs> murder. Yeah. So at this point, for, um, after she gets caught, we know that Frank gets worse and worse. And she's at his bedside the whole time, never leaving, always helping him out. And, um, you know, the doctors are still like, what the fuck? He's in the hospital. They can't figure out what's going on. When And then he dies May 25th of 1975 with the official cause being hepatitis. But come on, guys. We know what's going on. No one suspects anything weird. She doesn't spend any time mourning. 
Oh, no. But what does she do instead? She spends that money. Yeah, she What's gets that song about going down a shopping spree to Newman Marcus? There's a song about going Yeah, it's like Mary J. Blige or something like that. Oh, I don't know. So she gets, um, what, <laughs> what she does is she gets her $30,000 life insurance policy from that motherfucker. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. And then she goes out and spends that shit like crazy. Cars, furniture, <laughs> furniture, jewelry, whatever. She bought a McLaren. She kept actually spending money um, way after this 30000 was gone. And it got so bad that her Mike, her Mike, her son Mike, who had a wife and kids of his own at this point and lived in Florida, he began getting calls from creditors and they were like, oh, yeah, we extended your mom's line of credit because she said you're going to pay. And and she's, he started getting all these calls she said for his you're mom's good for bills. It. Yeah. And he was like, the fuck? He's like, fuck you, mom. <laughs> you pay this. So for yeah, he confronts her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's that crazy scene where he confronts her, um, and she. Oh, and he tells her. He says, well, "You need to sell dad's stock." Apparently, the husband. I guess his dad had stock, and she says, "That's the only money I have left." And he's like, "Well, what are you going to do?" It's like you need to pay this. They, you're calling me three times a day, mom. Yeah, it's like they're fucking ruining his life now. <laughs> so at this point, um, so while this is going on, eighteen-year-old um, Carol starts getting sick. And, of course, inexplicable stomach pains. No one's seen the connections. Um, and everybody's, like, you know, trying to figure out what's going on with her. When Mike's arguing with his mom, she's like, he's like, I, you have to go to the bank. Like, I'm going to physically pick you up and take you. Like, if I have to, you have to go. And he, and then another thing he said is, after that, she made breakfast and he got, and after he ate the breakfast, he got so fucking sick. Real, real sick. Yeah. More sick than he had ever been. You know what? Some men just can't hold their arsenic, you know? <laughs> well, I guess he's you one know, of those. I mean, did you see her? Fucking. Sprinkle that, uh, sprinkle that fucking, shit. Yeah, man. Well, he, he probably had a pretty decent immunity to it at this point because when he was a teenager, his <laughs> yeah, mom but was then he went, him. he went away though. He went away for college. Ma's secret seasoning, pinch of, pinch of arsenic. I can just picture like Martha Stewart. This is how I make my recipe. My kids love it. <laughs> my they kids say, say it's so to good. die for. They- <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Mom, make those scrambled eggs. They're delicious. Oh, no. So Carol's getting more and more sick, and she's, she's in and out of the hospital for six months. Um, and... Towards the end of this, she's she becomes paralyzed from the waist down. Doctors still can't figure out what the fuck's going on. Uh, Mike said his aunt actually was um, s- talking about how his mom had Carol in seclusion and wouldn't let her see anybody. So she's just like you know like not fucking. Oh yeah, that's right. She says the aunt the aunt told him also that that that's what. That's what was going on. So while this was all going on with, you know, her aunt saying that uh, she was being kept in seclusion and whatnot, uh, her mom was uh, giving her a special treatment that no one knew about other than her and her daughter, like the doctors didn't know about, from her friend that was an RN in some mysterious clinic that... uh, can we also talk about her accent? I keep forgetting how she's got like, oh, her, a sweet southern her, accent. Her, yeah. So one day while she's at the hospital caring for her daughter slash killing her daughter, um, she's arrested for passing bad checks and some of the other shady shit she had been doing via like her shopping uh, addiction. 
uh, September 20th of 1979, she gets arrested. Um, and what the cops didn't know and what Stack lets us know is that arresting Carol that day probably saved Carol's life. This is when Mike hears about this weird injection that the mom had been giving her. So at that point, when he finds out about these injections, Mike like demands that they re-examine um, his sister. And they immediately find the telltale signs of arsenic poisoning, which apparently is white lines across the fingernails. Um, like the first thing, they were like, oh, yep, that's it. And they immediately fucking, um, you know, started putting these pieces together, which is way too fucking late, if you ask me. She's like Al Capone. She got arrested for tax evasion, not the being a fucking terrible, murderous person. Mom? Yeah. That's terrible. They got her, As, on, they got her on the financial stuff rather than the, the you know, the murder. But what, but what else did they do? They also did classic unsolved mysteries they dig up the the husband's body dig him up dig him up <laughs> dig him up yeah they they exhume that motherfucker to see if uh because mike is immediately realizing hey oh shit my mom definitely probably most likely killed my dad this bitch killed my dad so the results came back immediately dad died of arsenic poisoning um, and by this time, mom's 700 miles away in Fort Lauderdale. She dipped before these results even came in. Can we talk about how the daughter is now paralyzed from the waist down thanks to this? I- is she, though, forever? Rat? Like, I was wondering if she like, I don't know. They just that. They just kind of leave her they there. Just, oh, yeah. By the way, she can't walk anymore. We're never going to talk about this again. We're never going to resolve and see, to let our audience know if she's fine. We don't know. Yeah, no. I, Who I cares? Was, I was thinking about that. Let's look her up on Facebook. Does she have Instagram? I bet she's got a million followers with the fans only. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Her only fans? I hate us. Um, So 700 miles away in Fort Lauderdale, a Robbie Hammond, Hammond, Robbie Hammond, was hitting on a man named John at a swanky Fort Lauderdale bar. This woman is is so... I don't know what to call her. Good. She's got so much. She's got balls, dude. Dude, she's got bigger balls than me. She she's got cojones. so many different things going on. So she, she's not only is she acute, she, she poisoned her f- entire family. Yeah. But then she runs off and pulls this number. This is amazing. Yeah. Now she's Robbie Hammond. Who's hitting on a, a man in the beach, in a beach area in Fort Lauderdale. Is this not a movie? It's got to be. I'm not. Sur- I'm surprised it's not. We should write it. So she says she's a rich woman or gonna be rich, and that she has terminal brain cancer. And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, this is every <laughs> the way they explain it in the show. Like this is everything he could possibly want. She might be rich. She's available, and she's gonna die <laughs> soon." That's that's on everybody's list, right? When you're when you're choosing a companion, yeah. <laughs> that's like, like oh, I can break it off boxes. real quick because she will be literally deceased. Oh, this is going to be a great relationship. About six months is well, what the doc said. Yeah, and apparently it worked because they got married in May of 1981. <laughs> <laughs> she becomes uh, she f- f- how to land a man. Yeah, <laughs> ladies, take notes. They very quickly become part of the social fabric of Harlow, New Hampshire. <laughs> Um, <laughs> which is exactly as cool as you think it is. 
the social elite of Harlow, New Hampshire. Um, they had a happy marriage, you know, from all accounts. Um, and then she said she had cancer. She busted a, a Matthew Lillard from Good Girls. Oh, yeah. Or, or a Amy. We won't go into there. Maybe there's somebody that somebody knows or whatever. It's fine. We'll just leave it. Perhaps so that somebody is you. No, yeah, perhaps it's you. Did you? Are you, is your name Amy? Did you lie about having cancer? Oh, God damn it. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, happy marriage. God damn it. I lost my fucking train of thoughts. <laughs> so, yeah, she said that the cancer came back, and it was coming back aggressively, and she had to go to Texas for special Texas uh, treatment for some reason. Special Texas treatment. Um, and she it's never saw a John Nash. Rattlesnake, rattlesnake juice. Yeah. And whiskey. And John never saw Robbie again. Or did oh, he? Or did he? No. <laughs> you can argue all you want. He never saw Robbie again. So later, um, a-, a while after she seemingly disappears, John gets a call and from a lady named Terry Martin. And Terry says that, um, Robbie, sorry, I'm getting confused with all the names now. That Robbie was her twin sister, <laughs> and um, that she died, and that her body was donated to science, and then he doesn't have to do anything. Bye. <laughs> um, but apparently they got talking, and that's not totally the the actual full story, because eventually she shows up. I'm sorry, Terry shows up. She has she has blonde hair, and she's thin. But she looks exactly like Robbie, and John is like flabbergasted. And in the reenactment, she's like, "Whoa, well, I did tell oh. you we were twins, right?" And then he's like, "Yeah, but I guess I just didn't, you know, you're you're so alike." So Terry comes to John with this like heartfelt letter that uh, apparently <laughs> Robbie wrote um, before she died, and then they get to talking, and then. Terry moves in for like months and uh, how does this happen? Start how dating. does this go down? I want to know. I want to know details. Dan actually uh, doesn't. Ask, All right, so ask you want to know the details? Yes. Give me the deets girl. So out of the blue, well, his name was John, right? Yeah. His name was John. So out of the blue, John gets a call from Terry saying that she was, uh, I said that part well. All right. So you know all that, but, uh, the, between this phone call, he he decides that he wants to get to know her better because you know it, it it's a part of his ex, his deceased wife. Right. That uh, they start striking up a conversation, and he becomes interested in her, and they decide that they want to meet for the first time in real life. And she chose that they should have their first date in Florida. So like it wasn't like they like she showed up to his house one day and like. They met up like they went on a destination vacation mm. for their first date. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> so they start dating. They uh, she moves into his house, and you know, people start becoming suspicious. That, she gets you know, a job, right? That that you know, she, like she looks a lot like her deceased twin sister. She, you know, the mannerisms are the same. A little too 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 much the same. To the point to where she gets a job at the same place where her deceased sister worked. Hey, okay, but and, every, and all of her coworkers were like, 
fuck no. Like, like what, that's what, the what same. What the fuck is this bitch? This ain't Terry. <laughs> that's the same person. This and is fucking nice Robbie. To <laughs> and and John's just like, no, it's her twin sister. It's fucking. Let's recap here. This girl flies away back to yes. wherever she came from. Goes to Weight Watchers, loses 20 pounds, buys a wig, tries to reinvent herself, but nobody's buying it. Reinvents flies her back, fake ID. Gets her her sister, I'm doing air quotes, sister's dead husband to fall back in love with her. Yeah. And works at the same job and nobody's As a secret- it. Actually, I think it is the exact same job. It was a secretary job yeah. for the same employer. It, it, it just <laughs> seems like such a roundabout way of saying like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, so maybe I didn't ever have cancer and I just wanted to like leave for a couple of months. Surprise. Like, back. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's real. Instead of just coming clean and being like, honey, I, I love you. I just need a two month break to just like. Well come up with like what what like what's going on with me in, in my life but okay let's she just let's, reinvent her. let's think about this from john's point of view could you actually i don't know if i could my angel doesn't have a sister but i don't know if i could marry or date her sister you know what i mean well i mean yeah. andrew andrew is attractive <laughs> yeah well, like could you uh well, the well apparently her disguise was really good because she looked like somebody that was on the FBI's most wanted list. Dude, what are the chances? Of January eighteenth of nineteen eighty three, she gets arrested for looking like somebody on the FBI's most not wanted not just list. somebody looking like a criminal on a FBI's wanted list. That's not just yeah. like oh, you look like a guy I used to know. No, you look like a criminal that's on that's definitely wanted in America. Like what? Come on. So they fingerprint her and they realize who she is. That she's fucking Munchausen the fuck out of her whole family. <laughs> um, she the, she the acted the shit out of them. She she the sixth sense that one scene with Misha Barton id them. Um, that's all the pop culture references of Munchausen I can come up with. Uh, oh yeah, she. Sorry, the twist. If you haven't seen it, um, sharp objects. T- oh yes, um, them. <laughs> sorry, the twist, but that's the mom's the killer. Sharp objects. <laughs> that was a great. That was a great show. That is good. Uh, yeah. Um, HBO's yeah. killing it. So where where does her story end? Well, they find out who she is. They arrested her, and they sentence her to life plus twenty years. And then. Um, that's not it. In winter of 1987, she escapes. How? Please, Dan, tell me you know how. Does Dan know? I don't. I know, Sadly, they don't discuss how. Damn. Um, how she got out of. I'm prison. telling you, but, this should be a movie. But her final story, her last hurrah, is. It is like a movie. Fucking great. Strap in. So she gets arrested. She gets sentenced. Life in prison. Goes to prison. Breaks out. When she breaks out, she decides to uh, return to her birthplace of uh, Blue Mountain, Alabama, where she tries to enlist the aid of a childhood friend in like hide, like helping her hide out. But uh, her childhood friend, who had not seen her since grade school, mistaken her for just some transient woman that was like trying to seek shelter. So she called the cops. Like so, some old homeless lady is outside saying, "Hey, remember we were in third grade together? I know I tried to murder my kids and murdered my husband, but can you just like let me in because I'm cold?" And 
So while the cops, she didn't know what she, what he was what she was talking about. So while I the cops you. are responding to the nine one one call, she passes away outside. That's how she died because I know yeah. that it said that she died of. She died from hypothermia. Hypothermia, exposure. like she was suffering days later. from hypothermia, and she hit up her the, this childhood friend she who, who she hadn't seen since like grade school, so like thirty some odd years. She's dying on someone's porch. Well, the cops were en route to arrest her. So she ended up like Jack Nicholson on The Shining, just out there in the cold. I wish somebody was able to collect the insurance money on that bitch. Oh, God. Right? Dude, this woman is crazy. I don't understand. Hell. I mean, that is. Dude, that's like. Living la vida loca. To me, it's like like shopping addiction to like the, the level of taking insurance claims out on your family and murdering them. This was the it, it, real I mean, life good girl. Is Chanel by that? Proxy this of, is Beth. Munchausen by proxy of shop addiction. Proxy is the Chanel really worth it? Of, when was this, 80s? Dude, it was probably some shit that's whack. Like, like I'm just picturing Elaine Bennis's wardrobe. Just, just a bunch like, of Jordache jeans. Long <laughs> long skirts and, like, stern woman, uh, womanly business blazer. I need those shoulder pads that Melanie Griffith wore. The episode's on, and, and, and they, showed a, they showed a picture of John and Robbie, and she wasn't even, like... Attractive? Like, she... It, it, I don't know. I, I guess, like... I don't want to say, like, I don't want to, like, shame anybody, but it's just, like, she wasn't, like, this, like, temptress. She just looked like a pretty bland, normal woman. Like, she must have been really, really. And, well, and then, of course, we have to mention, if you haven't, if you're not watching the episode along with us, that all of these little segments and the stories are being peppered with these, quote, unquote, experts talking about the mind of sociopaths and psychopaths. And this is stuff we won't even bother going over because, you know, like, you you know, we know this, you know. Yeah, we yeah, all Except know for, I think in the next case, we're going to talk about, I think, probably all three of our favorite, favorite sociologists. Who? Mr. Wild Mustache and Weird Bushy Hair. Oh, yeah. Well, they're bushy, bushy hair <laughs> they're is all over. over the place. The bald guy with the bushy hair. Like, and we're not talking bush- about the hair on the head either. There's no shape there. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about G. Daniel Dipshit Walker. Uh, this is the next guy we're going to be talking about. Is this the guy my, that the interview? Yeah, my notes for this guy are so littered with the word dipshit. It, it's <laughs> oh, we're going to take a moment here and plug a show. He's like trying to be that alpha male douche. If you guys like garbage TV, we highly recommend watching. Uh, what is it? Sixty Days in season one. Robert is this dude. Yeah, this guy's a... Uh, Eli, so, you and Jocelyn, 60 Days in. That's some good garbage. Um, anyway. I so love good garbage. Uh, so, so this segment starts with Robert Stack explaining the definition of words. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> words, they mean things. Some mean they happy mean things. They mean loving oh, things. Oh, yeah, this is right. things. That's right. <laughs> that's is right, this motherfucker does. explaining words? They... <laughs> And then they the talk. The more you know. And then they talk about some guy who's who uses words on a screen to get like it reminded me of responses, that's... so he can tell if people are psychopaths or it, not. It reminded me of the beginning it, it, of Ghostbusters. More... Very Peter Venkman. Yeah. <laughs> he's like ink plots, <laughs> and the guy's guessing all the right answers, and he's shocking him anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it's way dumber because it's words. And, and, and see, this is more of the this is 
this is more of that fat that needs to be trimmed from oh, this. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's a guy who's like got a computer and he's you know reading brains and see how people react to the word pussy. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> it was <word>. like <laughs> <laughs> that word incites violence. That means you're a psychopath. I don't know. Um, um, yeah, it, it's very um, dumb. It's very general. It's all. Let's see how quickly Apple they react pie. to these words. It's if you're a psychopath, it takes you a little longer to react to harsh words, right? Or, oh, no, 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 no. You, rea- you I, I, react to the, the words the same. The same, right? Because they're like, they're just words. Like, I, when, as soon as you see a word. Air, that would be me, I think. Water. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Pause a second. Branzino. Fart. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Robert Sack's like, hey, our team went to some place and interviewed a murderer. Or a guy who's convicted of murder. And it's like, ooh, this might be interesting, and it's really not. <laughs> it's really not at all. This guy and is just so fucking annoying. He's full of himself. Full of himself. Yeah, oh, yeah. He thinks we we he, said that at the same time. He thinks that he's the be-all, end-all of criminals. And then he goes into explaining about how he's a bad criminal because he got caught, right? He says, if I was a good criminal, then yeah. I, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd have the gun pointed at you, right? <laughs> Yeah, he's like, like, but you're glad that I'm a failed criminal because a failed criminal gives you a story, and by giving you a story makes me a good criminal. And it's like, God, get over it, man. Yeah, he's such a huge eye roll. And and then they talk about a, a, like, uh, and then the sociopath guy says, yeah, the mind of sociopath, blah, blah, blah. And then it shows Saddam. The lady from the last segment, Hitler, <laughs> like all in succession, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Like she sucks. Like she murdered her husband and stuff, but like she's right in the middle <clears> of Saddam <throat> and Hitler. Like, fuck, is Robbie really on the same level? Yeah, is Robbie slash Terry slash fuck? <laughs> I forget her real name. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, but see, murdered Jews, thousands, millions of Jews. Murdered his own people. <laughs> and then it's she, right up there. She with, murdered her husband and almost killed her son and daughter. Yeah. And then faked a marriage. And then because she, she had a shopping addiction. And then she murdered a prison break and then she murdered herself in the cold. <laughs> God. And then you have a man that like killed his own citizens with mustard gas. Like, yeah. What an ending. What a way to go. So this guy sucks. And he's been for like a cor- over the course of three years. He's been suing, like, everybody that he can, like, people that work in the jail, right. prosecutors, judges. Like, And he, he also, did, what he got to. And he what represents he, what, himself, right? Yeah, what he got into prison for was murder, but he says he didn't do the murder, but he's like, oh, I did a bunch of other things. He, he loves it so much. Like, he talks so much about how much he loves it. He's just like, it's great. He's like, I don't have to murder cows. Yeah. Like, they bring them to me. And it's just like, wait, what? He's just like, you wake up, you have breakfast, you can go murder an inmate, and they'd still give you a lunch. And they, yeah, that's what I was going to say. He, he mur- He's like, yeah, they talks about like murdering your cellmate. And he's like, yeah, and they'll still feed me. Yeah, he, he really wants us to know how much prison doesn't bother him. It's so fucking annoying. Um, the reason he's there is because in the 60s, he get, goes to jail for some armed robbery. And in 1972, he successfully escapes. And then he gets arrested for killing William Ashlock, who was like a TV executive or TV agent or some something. And that's in, not all. Something in the business. And then um, in the biz. So he kills this guy William Ashlock, and he rapes his fiance. And then he makes this poor woman help him cover up the murder. Yeah, but he says that the reason that he didn't do it 
was he helped cover up the murder, but somebody else killed him, but it was to protect her? He said it was like a hit. Yeah, he's like, I didn't pull the trigger, but he he says that it was like gangster. It was like a hit, like some like mob or gangsters or whatever. He says that he did other things. So he gets 17 years to life and he's representing himself. And that's why he gets 17 years to life. Uh, Yeah, he brags about 300 other crimes that he was never convicted of. And he's so fucking proud. He's just, just, he's such a dipshit. Yeah. Um, oh, oh th- this is a direct line that he says. Like, he's such a fucking holier than thou. Like, he, he thinks he's better than the fucking criminal FBI. The guy who's interviewing him is some, like, professional yeah, he's like, an FBI. Interviewer. He's an FBI profiler, actually. And, and when he says, like, oh, so you say you've done all these crimes you haven't been committed, and his exact lines is, the body of work of my criminal enterprise is much greater. It's like, oh, fucking eat shit. Dude, go. <laughs> go home. <laughs> it's like, fuck you. You're just a dip. You're just a dipshit who got caught for all the dipshittery he did. Fucking bingo. <laughs> yeah, he's a real dipshit. He really wants us to know he likes uh, prison. Another line that he says is, institutions are not that unsatisfying. He says this weird-ass metaphor about a the, the institution of prison becoming his wife because it like does his laundry and feeds him and he's like he's like if that's a domestic relationship then i'm in a very happy domestic relationship yeah he's such a he sucks yeah (laughs) dip shit Hmm. um so um if any of you any of our listeners want to support said dip shit you can go to inmateaid.com and search his name is he still and around you can ship him books he's 86 you can give him money for his comments commissary can i give can him, ship him amazon money? books or uh yeah he likes puzzle books puzzle books postcards letters oh have you seen call him have you seen those the puzzles that you know that big black guy with the big giant dick yeah, there's puzzles now that they're it's a, it's a prank puzzle oh, like it's a landscape. Oh, we should send him that. And it looks like really nice, like flowers. But then when you put it together, it's really the picture of the big dude with the giant hog. Oh, fucking ripped Peter. Let's send him that. Oh, I will definitely pay money for that. That is great. So this dude also says that he he like the guy asked him if he ever thinks about escaping. And he's like, I've had chances, and I could, and I just don't want to. And he's like, he's like, but the, and he talks about how the exhilaration of committing crimes is better than sex. And then one of these talking heads talks about the something called narcissistic twin, narcissistic twinship. What's that? Narcissist. It's when it's when you start relating to the interviewer. Like if you notice at the end of the conversation. And when he's like, "Oh, there's a very fine line between you and I," you're saying, and then the guy, and, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, just a fine line." Yeah, real fine. It, it's where a sociopath tries to humanize himself with you by relating to the interviewer, and, and then he also, then then they also explain to us reverse psychology. But I feel like a lot of these things are common knowledge that weren't back then. So I don't know. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff that's like you know. I feel like if you're listening to this, you. You know what a sociopath and a psychopath are, and you know, you know, you what read a serial all about. Killer is you read enough about serial killers, or listened to enough podcasts to, that go inside the mind. You know, they're all dropped on their heads. Their moms didn't care about them, or they Diabolical. cared about them too much. 
you know, <laughs> mutilated animals, wedded to bed, you know, all sorts of shit. That, but it's just kind of it's it's kind of interesting to see all these people talk about it back then. And so this asshole was like just making a fucking hassle for everybody while he was still in jail. <laughs> this asshole is making a hassle. This asshole making a hassle. First of all, he's fucking suing everybody, representing himself being a dick. Um, and then he somehow like fucking gets poison imported from a different country into the United States. Um, judges were literally terrified. People like judges and, and lawyers were scared for their lives. Um, this, he says that this judge was so scared that he got like, uh, uh, he moved out of his house. Like, cause his wife was like, it could be in the carpets, you know, it could be in the water. And he just fucking moved out. He just straight up sold his house. He just took dipped. Off. Damn. Uh, but it, it, but it's also like it's this guy saying all this shit. You know, it could be complete bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. probably most definitely. Yeah, he's bullshit. just making all of it up yeah. to like inflate his yeah. ego even more. Yeah, dude, he sucks. So since 1977, this bitch has been denied parole seven times. He's an 86 year old dipshit who's still uh, he's still hanging out. And yeah, like Dan said, you can send him. Uh, some puzzles, if you don't think he did it. <laughs> uh, or even yeah. if you do. He, just to let you know, he doesn't deny rape. And a lot, and some people can rape somebody and fucking, they'll be in jail for like a year or two, like nothing. So, even honestly, even if he didn't murder this person, which he totally fucking did, he still raped somebody. He still raped this poor girl. And that's enough to... For this sociopath to be, because yeah, you when they interview him, you're like, oh, clearly this guy is fucking. This guy thinks he's so much smarter than everyone else. It's obnoxious. Yeah, it really is. But yeah, that's that dipshit. G. Daniel Walker. Danny, you need to find out what his commissary or where where you send stuff to him. I told you, search his name on inmateaid.com. But you already did that. Uh, yeah, but I deleted that window, so I no longer have it. Anyways, Sorry. are we talking about the next girls next? Yeah, this is the last one, right? See, it's not yeah. that long, right? Yeah, it wasn't that long. Um, it's just like I, I, I would like I was like, there's just so much padding in here. Uh, more drink? Ow, 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 ow! I got a cramp in the back of my leg. I'm gonna go. Yeah, go take a walk around the block real quick. I'm gonna go make a drink. A Maybe dwink. don't go all the way around. Get a the dwink. Block. All right, we have one more diabolical mind for the night. Cats and kittens. Um, <laughs> this one's fucking diabolical. This one's a really Is crazy this story. More diabolical than Carol Baskin and her plan on putting Joe Exotic away. Sorry, because you said cats and kittens. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I did say that. I didn't put that together. But yeah, this person sucks way more than uh, Carol Baskin. Um, May 26th of 1989, Joanne Rogers. And her daughters, Michelle and Christy, who were respectively 17 and 14, were on vacation in Florida. They had a fun Florida vacation. Why does all the fucked up shit happen in Florida? Because Florida's fucked. They went to the zoo. They went to the fucking Space Center. Kennedy Space Center, right? That's what it was. They went to Disney World and to Epcot. I bet you they didn't get fucking drunk, though. Oh. Maybe mom did. So the day the dad expected them home, they didn't come, and that's when he started getting really worried. You know how this ends, guys. That same day, the bodies of three unidentified women were floating in Tampa Bay. 
Um, and they were all, they had all been sexually assaulted, right? I think, yeah. All of them. So they were dumped while they were still alive. They were bound with tape and weighted to a cinder block. That's so fucking terrifying. Dude, Ugh. that's the worst. And they have no motive. They have no suspect. Uh, they don't have anything to go on. They knew the last stop on their little vacation in Florida was Tampa Bay before the, and, and then they were headed back to Ohio. So they had checked into this motel around noon, and they're assuming that they were approached uh, by somebody thereafter. So someone was probably staking them out, you know, trying to come up with a plan. So they find the car um, on a boat ramp, like abandoned, right? And there's a note in it. Um, And the note um, said something about meeting someone at something that was blue and white, and they assumed that they were meeting somebody at a boat. So what they think is somebody probably lured them to this boat where they were probably killed. Like, you know, so they met someone in the motel or something that was like, oh, you know, we'll take you out on a cool ride in, on Tampa Bay. Here, pay us some money and meet us here. And when they uh, met this, these people, they were prob- that's when they were probably attacked, like when they were out in the middle of nowhere in the ocean. So they probably went in uh, not suspicious at all. And they were lured to their deaths. But still no sus- no suspects. <laughs> still no <laughs> suspects. But still there was nobody there was nobody that they suspected, you know. The best lead they had, which was very thin, was somebody at the motel that was staying there report- reported seeing a young man that was well groomed that was loading a cooler into a boat that had a blue stripe. A dark blue racing stripe. And that's the only thing they can think of that might have anything to do with it. It's pretty chilling how spot on all that was. They end up catching this guy, and the way that they caught him was actually pretty innovative at the time. What they did was they printed the note on billboards in Florida. The note that they found, and somebody fucking found out who it was. They caught the guy, and then they also matched him because there was a palm print on, I think, the car that they had picked up and it matched him. So get this, he did own a white and blue boat. He ended up leaving immediately after the bodies were found. He was living in Tampa during the time that the murders happened. And he went to go visit, I think his sister or no, it was his daughter, his daughter and his daughter's husband and he ended up bragging to the husband that he had killed these women. He's like, oh, yeah, I had a date with three women and I killed them. And he's like, I can't go back to Florida. He sells the boat a month later. The guy who bought the boat, police went to go question him. He said, yeah, I did buy this boat from him. And I noticed the guy had cinder blocks with holes at his house. Like he had drilled holes in the cinder blocks. He's like, yeah, I thought it was weird. One of them had like two holes. The other one had three holes, which he was probably trying to tie cinder blocks to these things. He ended up admitting to police that he found them. He's the one that gave them the directions to the motel. Oh shit. Yep. And that's when he found them. And then I guess he just, that's his excuse was that he was going to take him out on a boat ride. Oh, but they ended up executing him in 2011. I don't remember the guy's name. But this he's a piece ju- of shit. And this was just because of that crime, right? Uh, yeah. No. Well, yeah. Oh, no. Yes. But they did. Ha- they, he was involved in unrelated. He was uh, other unrelated crimes. I think he was actually a, a, 
accused of an, a sexual assault in like 86, if I'm not mistaken. It was definitely before, obviously. Well, and they also so, determined after he passed away, thanks to n- new discoveries and DNA evidence, that he was in fact a serial killer. Really? Yeah. No way. He had done this a bunch of times? A yeah. A few other times. Apparently. Damn. It was nuts. I remember reading it and I'm like, holy crap. Like all that is spot on. Blue and white boat. But yeah, they caught him thanks to the the note. They printed the note. The and billboard. They his handwriting. Oh, and then the, they, did a hand, they got a hang, handwriting expert and they said that it was definitely his handwriting. Oba Chandler. Oba Chandler. Oba. What a weird name. So he's the fucking asshole who. Oh I, that's crazy. I don't know how he he was able to restrain them all on the boat. Right. And do what he did. It's. Disc- he, I mean, I don't like thinking about it, but damn, like. Maybe he like. Unless they had him. a gun. Maybe. Maybe he gave a gun or he. Oh, yeah. Maybe a gun had them tied themselves up or something. Yeah, that is weird. That's odd. Because, oh, Jesus, do you think one of them would, you know, they could overpower him? But there were two teenage girls and a mom. Oh, it's such a terrible story. Uh, I'm glad they fucking Ugh. killed that guy. I'm glad they murdered that dude. <clears throat> Execution style. Yeah, and that was our last. That was our last. Di- oh, in 2011 is when they finally. So it took a while. And in 2014 is when the DNA evidence came up about the other murder. Oh, okay. So if you kill more than three people, it's a serial killing? Or, I guess. Or, or more than two or something like that. I forget what it constitutes, but I guess it's not totally important. Uh, either way, Oba Chandler, uh, may he rotten hell. <laughs> um, and he was our last diabolical mind. Hey, so yeah, what did we cover night? today? We covered a bunch of random serial killers. They did They did talk about Stalin. We didn't cover They him, did though. say Stalin. Yeah, they mentioned a handful of bad Saddam, people. Saddam, Gacy. Um, but the main cases were uh, uh, the, the Munchausen the, Syndrome lady and uh, Robbie Terry. I forget her, keep forgetting her real name. And then uh, Robbie, the, not Terry. And then the, the interview with that fucking dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> dipshit interview. And yeah. then the Rogers girls. Yeah. Hey. But guess what? These guys that we talked about all sucked, but none of them went back in time and tried to fuck their mom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It all comes back to Back to the Future. And just to let you know, I feel like it has been a while since you've seen that movie because he's. it's more like he goes back in time and his mom tries to fuck him. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) That's not what happens at all. She is so horny for Calvin. Did I tell you guys about how Adeline used the F word in front of me? On accident? No, on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. So a couple of days ago, She's actually like, a couple of weeks ago, Jocelyn, she had a talk with Jocelyn and I and was like asking us about how we felt about curse words. And and we told her, we tried to be good parents and we're like, look, we don't mind that you use curse words. We just, Jocelyn's big thing was, I just want you to use them in the right context. And mine was... I don't want you to, I want you to be respectful around people. Like, I don't want you going around and dropping F-bombs like when you're with your friends in front of adults. Like, I don't want you talking like bad in front of grandma and grandpa. Like, <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever you're going to do with your friends, that's fine. Like, just you but, be respectful. But you hadn't tested it out yet. <laughs> so 
I put up these new fans right in my house. I've been doing all this work. And she was helping me in her room. And she was like, fuck, Dad. No, no, no. Fuck this shit. That would be really funny, but no. This shit's the fucking bomb. I think you're like, take my fucking wife, please. (laughs) Sorry. I think think you're going to be happy at the the context that it was. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's just her and I in the room. Oh, and then I did say, I don't want you cussing in front of your brothers and sisters. And she's like, okay. <laughs> so we were she's sitting like, there and my she's, she's talking Sorry. to me and she says, um, we start talking about UFOs. And I was like, oh, did you know that the government came out recently that UFOs are real? She goes, what? I was like, yeah. I was like, they just came out like that they're real. And she goes, wait, you fucking joking me right now? <laughs> 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 and then did you like and jump? Said, were you just like Adeline? I was not ready for you to use that word. <laughs> like I thought I was gonna get like a bitch or a shit or an ass. Like nah, she went for the jugular. It, she just threw me in the deep end. Like she went for the, for the jugular, man. That is- I'm like Adeline, come on. You know I was like Adeline, you're gonna give me a heart attack. And she goes, oh, I guess I should keep the. Uh, what did she say? I guess I should keep 911 on speed dial. She's <laughs> <"This, laughs> happening. Dude. She's witty, man. She really is pretty witty, man. She was what making me happened? laugh. She was making me laugh my, hard last my, time in my Feb- little You guys came in February, right? Yeah. We were yeah, supposed to be like there a different, again in March. That was like a different world. Dude, it was. It was like a different world. Yeah, no like 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. Dad well, was working. Now you're completely... Yeah, Complaining about not working when you were complaining days. about working. What a different world. Uh, oh, yeah. I think uh, we haven't ended the podcast time. We just kind of. Yeah, we just kind of <laughs> kept talking. <laughs> oh, dude. Dan and I have been going hard oh. on good girls. Are, are, are you up to date? Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I am. I am. We're, we're on. We're like getting to the end of season two. We're almost oh, to the end man. of season two. Isn't it so good? Two. I told you. It is. It's, so it's like good. Breaking Bad for like. Housewives for, 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 for soccer moms. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, to, say it's four, so good. to say it's four women is dumb. It, it's, it's like breaking. It's, it's like suburban, you know, suburban way good. housewife Breaking Bad. Dude, this last season you're gonna. Oh, Shit your some heartbreaking stuff. Dude, I there. got sad uh, when, when they introduced Sam Huntington. You know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Mimi Siku. <laughs> yeah. And then he's a he's a mean he's a mean boy. I don't like. Yeah. He's an FBI boy. Uh, but yeah, it's a good show. Um, good girls. Maybe I should, I, I should edit out. Those so you said you're, you're getting at the end of season two. Yeah. We're like season two, episode 11 hunting season. Yeah. It's getting pretty juicy. We're going to start a podcast called good boys where we talk about good girls. Good, I'm girl, sure it good boys talking. Hey, good boys discussing good girls. Ooh, that's yeah, a good that's one. good. You know how you were telling me last time that it sounds like, naughty. You, that you were like, and it's in the same universe as Superstore. Yeah, isn't it great? Do you know the connection though? <laughs> yeah, the Superstore. No, but they go the, to but the why they're Cloud connected? Nine? I have no idea. They so never like, talk about it. So like. The creator of Good Girls is married to the creator of Superstore. <laughs> oh, are they really? Yeah, yeah. She, That's she's funny. married to Just, I forget her name, but she's married to Justin Spitzer, who was like who wrote like a shit ton of episodes of The Office. Like that's why Superstore is so good. Like right out the bat, is because yeah. like that guy's like a you know he knew what Genius. the fuck he was doing. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> That's and, great. Yeah, so I they're married, it. and I guess both the shows are on NBC. So they were like, "Hey, why don't hey, they shop at a superstore? Why don't they shop at a superstore? Hey, that's a that's a good little Easter egg, dude. It's yeah. perfect. Anyway, those shows, 
those shows are fun. What, what else? Uh, those, wanna... those shows slap. Dude, they slap hard. <laughs> you know what? There's a movie that slaps really good. It's called I See You. It's on Amazon Prime. I want people to see it. It was so cool. Um, oh, I got to watch it. It, it. It's a movie. It's one of those movies that like you think one thing is happening and then it like cuts to a different perspective of what you've been seeing and you're just like your mind is blown. You're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. It's so cool. It has Helen Hunt, who's like 54 now, and <laughs> I can't tell if she's had plastic surgery or if she I think just, she has. Or if she just looks like a porcelain plastic surgery. I watched um, some of the episodes of The New Met About You, and I'm like, oh, yeah, she's had work done. But she still she looks old. Yeah. So that, that's why I'm confused about if she's had plastic <laughs> surgery or not. When you have plastic surgery, aren't you supposed to look younger? I love Helen Hunt. I love Helen Hunt. But she looked so much older than the guy who was playing her husband, who was this, who was like actually a couple years older than her. And I was like, I think I, I can't. That's what was confusing me about if she's had plastic surgery or not. I'm like, maybe she just has like this pretty face and it's just older now, and that's why it lo- that's what it looks like. But then you see someone like. Jamie Lee Curtis, and you're like, okay, she's never had plastic surgery. And there's certain people you can tell, and you're like, okay, you look like a normal person. Well, that's weird. Meryl Streep, she looks like a normal person. Um, you know. Yeah. Dolly Parton, totally natural. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't know how we got there, but yeah, watch, yeah, watch Good Girls. Watch Good Girls. Oh, what else is good? What else is good? I don't know. Anyway, um... I started listening to this podcast called Convicted. Season two of this is about, I don't know, it, it, it might be too harsh for you because it's about like the, actually, no, it's it's uh, it's about like this rash in the 80s of all these parents being arrested for like these like s- child sex murder cults, like child sex cults. And it turns out that like all these parents were innocent and like somebody would start a rumor and it would just kind of like fucking spread, spread and turn snowball. into this thing to where, yeah, snowball into this thing where like they'd be interviewing. I heard these interviews with like these little kids where they're asking them like, oh, did they put the, did the adult, did some of these people put the penis in the butt? And then you hear the kid laughing like at the idea, like <laughs> what? And then they like keep, and then they're like, well, your brother said something, which it wasn't true. The brother hadn't said something. And then eventually they just say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then what? And then all these people were in jail for like apparently like them and their friends passing around their kids having sex with the, all these kids. That's terrible. And none of it was true. It was all these police like they thought they were doing good, like they thought this was this secret thing that no one was talking about. And it, dude, it's fucking wild. Oh my god. Yeah, I haven't gotten to the end, but it's what season that, one like, about. I don't know what season one is about, but this one's about that's specifically about like these the satanic panic and like all these like false like child sex oh. rings that were like created out of like paranoia, like 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 they were saying that. One so lady, it wasn't real. The, the, nobody was hurting the kids. How did no, it even like start? Well, well, they were saying that like one and one of the, there's a bunch of incident incidents of it, but one of them was like one lady was like mentally ill and she would like check her son's genitals every day to make sure that he, cause she thought that he might be getting abused. And then when there was something, whatever it was, they don't even, they're not even specific. She like blamed a teacher. So this lady blamed one teacher or whatever. And then, um, they send out a note like, Hey, um, 
just to let you know, you know, this might be happening. This might have happened at the school. So now all the parents are asking their children, like, all these intense questions about, like, all these adult ideas that they don't know or whatever. And that gets into their head and then cops get involved. And then by – and then it, it snowballs into, like, like most of the teachers. Even, like, they're saying there's a little old lady in her wheelchair um, who was, like, the matriarch of the school who was, like, also, like – convicted or like under suspicion what? and it's just like it just kept growing and growing and the kid you know these kids that were, is insane little kids were just being like told what to say by the cops and you know like oh you know everything will be fine just tell us what tell us this you know go along with us you know it's just it's another one of those crazy stories of you know the typical like west memphis three or you know the coaxing did they, of the police did they end up like fixing all this well i, I haven't finished it but a lot of the interviews in the podcast are with some of these parents and these couples are like hanging out together talking about how they couldn't see their children. So I'm assuming it has, has a happy ending. I hope they're, I don't think they're still in jail. The quality was pretty good. So <laughs> God, that's terrible. But yeah, it's like, it was really, I was like, what's a good, uh, something true crimey. And that one came up and I was like, and I was like, you had me at Satan. <laughs> Actually, no, I think Henry Zabrowski was talking about it on last podcast on the left. Because, uh, you know, I've always been interested in the satanic panic, like people uh, freaking out over nothing is always an interesting, you know, I mean, it's happening right now. Everybody's, you know, <laughs> Bill Gates is trying to, you know, put microchips in and the 5G's ruining the everything. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to get the mark of the beast. Yeah, but it sounds like a good time. I mean, better than just staying at home. Um, but anyway... <laughs> Yeah, this is a good time. Uh, sorry we haven't been putting out episodes as regularly. We'll get back to it. Uh, but thanks for hanging out. Thanks to Dan and Eli. Stack Pack on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, for every mystery, there's someone somewhere who knows the truth. And perhaps that someone is listening. And perhaps that someone is you. Good night and have fun. And uh, don't blame everything on Satan, guys. <laughs> Wash your hands. Yeah, it might just be... You should probably just wash your hands or... Sometimes you know, it's dirty people that fuck the shit up. Yeah. It might not be Satan. Just Maybe just look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, one. <laughs> All right, guys. Have fun. Good night.